Welcome to the Finclusive Podcast, where we believe investing in diversity is not just good for society, but a competitive advantage that impact and return are not mutually exclusive. We talk with underestimated founders and funders on how they're creating new markets around the world. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we have Nicole Wardpar. She is currently the National Director of Sales at Moss Adam and she's also a Senior Business Development Executive and a leader that's focused on designing and, and leading world-class sales organization to transform a company's results. So she also Uh, a vice chair in Watermark, which is a community of female leaders, executives, and she also uh, is the podcast host of Women of the C-Suite podcast for them. Really excited to talk to Nicole today to um, hear from her uh, how she got to where she's at and how she started her uh, journey in angel investing and you know, becoming an LP and now also our advisor. So excited to talk to you, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to uh, to connect as well. Yeah, I know normally you're the interviewer and now the <laughs> role has switched. <laughs> exactly. No, very true. Very true. Happy to be here. I'm going to start with my first question to get to know you more and break the ice. Um, what do you think is weird about you that makes you happy? How long do we have? I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, it's a great question, uh, and I've never been asked that before. Maybe I'll start asking that question in my Watermark Women of the C Street podcast. <laughs> you know, I think uh, what's weird about me, um, I would say I have a lot of energy. Um, it's something that I often take take for granted, but that people note. Um, is sort of my secret sauce, I guess, if you will. Um, it's something that I, I, I'm not even aware of, but most of the time, uh, it's uh, it's sort of a, a fuel. Um, the one word that everyone would use to describe me is energy. So there you go. Would you say you're like a burst of energy? Or would you compare yourself to like, yeah, what would you compare yourself with? I would say tireless energy. I'm rarely ever tired. Like people talk about being tired or exhausted. I'm like, I don't really understand really? that. You're like, yeah, I know. Uh, what does but I sleep like a baby. So uh, <laughs> that is true. That is actually yeah. everybody talk about stress management and all of that. Um, I think the most important thing is sleep because like yeah. you always are doing something during the day. Everybody is like awake and doing different things. So yeah. I think what's really important is like do a lot of different things. So you're not like, I heard that the, the best position is um, the next position. So yeah. it means like you're, you're not in the same position for a long time and then you, you get enough sleep and that's, that's really good already. Interesting. I am a sleep geek. I'm really into sleep and biohacking and uh, um, I'm a great sleeper. I've studied it and uh, I have a, an aura ring that I wear that uh, is, is the best sleep technology in the world. And it's really fascinating. So yeah, I could geek out and talk about sleep and, uh, and, and biohacking all day long, every day. That'll be my next career. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in this podcast, we interview a lot of um, non-traditional investors. And I, I feel that you're probably also one. Uh, and, and we are all untraditional un- investors ourselves. You didn't come from a startup world. I think uh, that's what's different about you comparing to other um, investors that we've talked to. What made you feel like you want to start now? It's a really good question. I'm passionate about investing 
on a personal level because there are uh, there there money gives us a seat at the table. And when I say us, it's women. Um, I think that money is the great equalizer. Uh, and I say that selectively. I mean that uh, it gives us an opportunity to access and get access to things we might never, never, not otherwise have. And for me, um, I, I'm really passionate about philanthropy. And I've been on many, many nonprofit boards uh, in the past. And, and, and I saw how important it was along my professional journey to take the um, <clears throat> the, the, the success that I've had financially as a result of leading sales teams, building sales organizations, and now really being that sort of chief sales officer for Moss to take all of that, that fiscal, um, you know, um, <clears throat> success that I've experienced and reinvest that. Um, I think it's, what's one of the beauties of American culture. Um, not all cultures are built like we are. We have a lot of faults in the United States, but one of the good things that the United States has um, is a history of philanthropy. And so um, my parents were that way. And I think they distilled to me that when you believe in something, you, 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 you advantage it with your time or with money. And before I made a lot of money, uh, I spent a lot of time on nonprofit boards. And then once I started making money, becoming more successful investing. And, and I think um, and you're right, I'm not a typical investor, um, but I was fortunate enough to find, fortunate enough to find along the way um, some really valuable organizations and uh, that, that I could invest in that gave me a, a seat at that table. Portfolio was the first one, um, and that is a great organization for focused on women founders um, of, of amazing companies in various verticals, um, you know, healthcare, um, life sciences, et cetera, technology as well. Um, and then when I heard of Finclusive, I was like, wow, this is a no-brainer. Um, you know, I'd love to give time and money and resources in my network um, to help advantage for inclusive. So um, any, not, not all, uh, but many, um, I think, uh, are, are starting to pop up uh, that give all of us as women an opportunity and beyond just women, but give us an opportunity to really invest and, and to, to benefit. Why, why do you think you haven't done it? Because I know you're not, you haven't done this for like a decade, right? What has prevented you from doing it sooner? So, and actually, so I'll, I'll correct you just a little bit there. So I, I invested in Portfolia. The first VC I invested in, if you will, was Portfolia. And I did that four years ago, three or four years ago. That was the first fund that I invested in. And then um, I, that took quite a bit of capital that I invested. And then, uh, and then now um, I'm investing in Finclusive. Um, before that, I had not invested because I didn't know that I could. Right, I um, meant you didn't. You didn't do it for a decade. Like oh, before that, yeah, you were right because I didn't know that I could. I wasn't. Um, I didn't think that there were funds that would accept someone who would just invest twenty five or thirty thousand dollars. I didn't think that would be meaningful enough to be into or involved or invited into that community, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, so now you feel like it's meaningful. It's meaningful. It's possible. Like I didn't know that I could. I didn't know there were funds out there. As a, you know, um, it wasn't that I didn't have the money. It was that I didn't know that I could could do it for thirty grand or ten grand or whatever. You know. Mm. So. What opportunities have opened up for you since you started investing? You think? Sure. I think it's there's a language there that all of a sudden you're privy to. Right. There's other. 
um, other investors you get to talk to. And all of a sudden, you know, regardless of how much I may have invested, other women have invested that, that, you know, maybe are senior to me in terms of their experience of investing, maybe because their threshold for investment was higher, but I get exposure to them. And all of a sudden I understand their strategy, right? Because I may be able to invest at 50, thousand. And then I'm talking to another woman there that, that may have invested or another investor that may have invested 150. They're at a different level that I get to learn from, right? So there's an education process that you get exposed to and you start thinking about strategy and what's meaningful and the type of openings that there are out there to, you know, to, to, to pursue. Yeah. So, I mean, you, I'm, I'm sure you know about the uh, the statistics of like, you know, how few women get funding and you know, how few female VCs are there. Um, my, my theory is that because most women tend to go into philanthropic work when they, for to finding something of um, that's meaningful and having a purpose. And then a lot of time men would look for ways to just find, more, uh, invest more money. <laughs> and, and, and I think the result of it is that then it affects other women that don't have the resources because you know a lot of time women will invest in women because they understand the solutions. So, so you've you yourself have been in you know be in philanthropic work. Yeah, I've done both, and I get your right. question, and I feel like I I have a, I have a risk for an appetite for risk, and I think depending on personal circumstances, I personally have never wanted children, so I'm not trying to put kids to college. Um, I have capital, I've got the resources, so I can invest it. Um, and I don't think that there are a lot of, I, I think, you know, everyone's different in their personal circumstances, but I think you have to have a certain appetite for risk. You have to be willing to, you know, I had to be willing to give portfolio a chunk of money and be willing to lose it. I may never get any of it back. I may, you know, you know, what, what I give to inclusive, I may lose that, right? Anything else that I invest money in, I may lose. I'm at a place where I don't mind losing it, um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm playing for the long term, not the short term. Yeah. And everyone has a different risk um, aversion, right? What other things do you invest in outside of um, startups? It's a good question. Gosh, I've done um, um, real estate is huge. And that was another thing in answer to your original question. You said well, you waited until a few years went by to do this. I wanted to make sure all my boxes were checked. And so I think we as women evaluate, okay, what are the, you know, what, what, what's the spectrum of investment? I've spent a lot of money in, in, in real estate. I've, I've spent a lot of money in stocks. Um, so I'm protected to some degree, right? There's savings, there's stocks, and there's real estate ventures. There's, um, you know, homes um, and, and investment properties that are, that are rentals. There's, um, I'm trying to think what else have I invested in. Um, uh, my nonprofit, you know, that I'm on the board of, well, I have several, but the one that I'm on the board of, I've, I've invested in that, right? Uh, from a personal standpoint. I didn't, know um, you can invest in, I didn't know you can invest in nonprofit. I like if you, do you get as a board firm? member? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's not really an investment. That's fair. It's more um, me giving to the nonprofit. So it's okay. not really an investment. Yeah. yeah. But then the, you, the return you get, I guess, is the relationships also that you build and also the impact. Absolutely. And and I see and let's face it, it's a not it's a write-off, right? There's also a write-off from tax perspective. <laughs> yeah, so and, and I see that when you invest in startup though, you do get a lot of time. I mean, depending on the startup that you back, right? Most of the startup, I, I think they're trying to make a difference in the world. And 
and then you would get that impact return as well as financial return. Yeah, so then I guess my, my next question would be, you know, do you see that um, you're supposed to have like 10% of your asset to be in startup? Like, and then do you really feel like you're just going to lose all your startup investment? Like it's it, like, do you really like, what's the probability for you? Like, what are you, what probability do you put there? Great question. You know, I don't know that I've formalized, you know, a methodology that's like one out of 10 is going to hit, but you know, I think I'm at a point where, you know, we look at, I've got all my bases covered. I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to say that, you know, from a, an employment standpoint, you know, make, you know, covering my bases, right. With good, less risky ventures um, and, 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 and savings allows me now to say this much money a year, I'm going to go, I'm going to invest and I'm okay losing X percentage of that. So my own calculation, if you will, is really a playing the long game and recognizing that a percentage of what I invest, I, I could lose. And I'm okay with that because again, I, I would like to winning to me and, and it is, is about at some point making a return. Um, you know, one out of 10 investments will pop. I get a return on that, but the others don't, but that's okay. Um, and, and also the personal gratification, like that's huge that I just, that the money I did gave uh, or did give uh, goes to supporting really smart people doing really good things. Like that's never wrong for me. Like that, that's a win, right? But I'm fortunate and infinitely grateful enough to be able to say that. Yeah. So is this like, do you see this as like the next level of philanthropic work for you? Um, do you see it also as that? Um, investing in startup I is almost like philanthropy for you? It is. It is. There's a joy to doing it. Just the, just the the joy of of knowing that um, it's facilitating someone's pursuit that they're passionate about, something that they're passionate about doing uh, that is that's worthy and has value from my perspective. Um, that's worth a lot, uh, right? It's not just about material gain, and I'm not trying to sound like a hero here. We all value different things, right? And I've been around long enough to know that you know, what those things are that I value. Uh, and, and I think it's, you know, I learned through the process, you know, what, what, what's the value on that? The learning, the discovery that I get to experience by watching someone else build and, 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 you know, something that they love uh, that, that makes, makes the world a better place or makes a difference. That's, that's unquantifiable in my opinion. And great. If something pays off eventually, awesome. And, you know, and not everyone's there. Other people would be like, nope, I want one out of five, you know, investments to pop. I'm purely after a fiscal return. And that's, you know, and, and that's a different strategy. And I respect that. You know, I, I don't think there's one, one fit, you know, one thing fits all for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone has to find their investment strategy themselves and everyone invests through their lens and their perspective, right? And so that I want to, to that end, I want to know your, your view on investing, like what type of companies, like if it's, um, I know you invest in fund, but you also maybe in, in individually invest in startups as well. So what do you look for in a startup? Sure. Like I have a, 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 a an opportunity with, um, uh, a really cool um, 
apothecary startup where this individual is building out and scaling some amazing um, products for men. Um, you know, it's nothing, nothing hugely different than, than what you might have seen before from a different company that's a startup that's, you know, a really great product that's organic and natural, et cetera. Um, but there's a spin to what she's doing. And I'm like, you know what? Here's 30 grand. You know, um, this seems really worthwhile. I know a lot of people in the space. I know other founders of other organic um, skincare, healthcare, natural products that I'm like, you know what? Let me connect you with what they're doing. It's not competitive, but like, let me get you my network that could be a resource for you as you're building your company. Let me reach out to people I know that would be other investors and let me invest myself. Right. So I don't know that I asked your question, but like, that's an example of something that I'm just doing on my own. Um, the other things that, so, and that's, you know, it's, that's something that I can get behind because I believe in the person that's doing it. They're smart and they're a good investment. I'm buying it. I'm, I'm buying into the person, right? It's like, you're smart. You know, you know what you're doing. You've, you know, you've got all the right pieces and it may or may not go, or it may only go so far, but that's okay. Um, I'm also really interested in, you know, going back to portfolio of women and healthcare for women. Um, I think that uh, there's so much that is healthcare out there that and healthcare needs that women have. Like, you know, I was talking to a woman the other day who's like, where's the Viagra for women? Why do guys have something for their sex appetite? What women don't like, hello. And she was right. I had no idea that there's not a thing for women. And she's like, there are 15 pills men can take. Where's the one for women? So there's a company that's starting that. I'm all, I want some of that. Like, that's cool. I mean, I don't want that, but I mean, <laughs> I would think that's a thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So actually you, you, you were saying like, you, you weren't sure if you answered a question. Like I actually, you gave an example. So this is what I got. Like you look for differentiation. Yes. Like, like both that 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 first that company that you invested in and also the the woman Viagra. <laughs> it's like <laughs> something different, right? And and you look for companies that you think you can add value. You totally. know, something that you know you look for founders that you can believe in. And I feel yes. like that's your thesis. That's like, you know, you can believe into that person that they're gonna do something great because this person is smart, they know what they're doing. And they're doing something different. They're not just doing the same thing over and over again, even if it's in a space that is, you know, there's already other people doing it. So, but they have to do, be doing it something different. And you're Absolutely. happy to give them, give them your, your capital and your resources, your network. Like if I believe in you, I'm all in. All in. Exactly right. You summarized <laughs> me way better than I did. So yes, thank you. Perfectly done. Yeah, because I feel like that's what you're doing with us too. So thank you so much for that, um, Nicole. Oh, yeah. Conclusive. You're, you, you guys are easy. It's amazing. You yeah. ladies are uh, fantastic at what you're doing. It's easy to get behind it. So Thank you so much. Um, to end um, to end with uh, the podcast, I, I want to know like how, what are you, uh, what difference are you trying to create in the world, you think? And how can we help you? How can other people help you with this difference that you're trying to make? Uh, thank you. You know, I, I think I have a, a pretty healthy list of goals and mountains that I want to climb, right? And I would say, you know, first and foremost, um, I love community. And I, I feel like I'm gifted with such an amazing uh, group of C-suite women um, across, you know, CMOs and CFOs and board members and CEOs. Um, I love creating community, uh, and 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 I, I know 
that that may seem um, you know common, but to me, bringing that community together and how we can serve one another is first and foremost. Um, I also uh, I, I and I see it as a global opportunity, not just a U.S. opportunity, but just across the planet. So community is probably one of my biggest goals. It's just how can I uh, bring folks together? And I think on an individual level with with my podcast and with the interviews that I'm doing with women of the C-suite for Watermark, um, ultimately, you know, I'm going to have 40 or 50 of those in the bag. And I'd love to call and distill that down into a book um, with some really good takeaways about how do we get women in the C-suite and how do we get women in boardrooms? And by my interviewing all the women that I am about how they got there, women VC founders, right? Women doing amazing things by me really distilling some of those keys and the, and the steps that they took to get there. I think I can put a book together that will be a roadmap for, for other women that are aspiring to do those things. So, yeah, I, I, what I heard is that you want to spread the inspiration for other women and, and community and continue to lift up other people. So how, how can other people reach out to you? What's the best way to reach out to you to do that? <laughs> Thank you. My website's almost done, but until then, I'm, you know, Nicole Ward 11 um, on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, it's all the same. Nicole Ward Parr on LinkedIn, sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's the best way. And if my network can ever be a resource to anyone, find me, again, Nicole Ward Parr on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to make friends, make introductions, um, you know, promote thought leadership that's meaningful. Um, check out people's websites and their sites and anything I can do. I'm Thank all in. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. And yeah, we're going to go to Clubhouse now. Oh, thank you. And I'm excited for all the things at Finclusive. So uh, thanks for including me. I appreciate it.